Welcome to the MD Show. You are in the zone with Bianca Banks and Jasmine Shannon. Two women touching on current and cultural events, discussing generational perspectives. We are mother and daughter, women of color on our grind. Buckle up your seatbelts and welcome to the, the MD Show. Welcome to the MD Show. I am your host, Bianca Banks. And I am your other host, Jasmine Shannon. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Taco Tuesday. So today is Taco Tuesday and cocktail with us. I posted it on our story. So that will be exciting. Fix your favorite cocktail and join in on the current events, the news, the show topics. Um, So happy to report uh, L.A. County COVID cases are down 95 percent. And we're officially in the orange tier. So it's getting closer. So I don't really know what that means. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it, I think they were saying like, it means we can have like greater restaurant capacity. I know like a couple of the theme parks opened up out here. So it's like, we're getting closer. Maybe by August or September, I can plan um, a trip with my son because we haven't been able to travel anywhere. Although the CDC did say that fully vaccinated people can now travel. But the only issue with that is that my son is not vaccinated. So, Well, and people are traveling anyway. So it's like, I would, I would want to get vaccinated because of all the people who have been traveling that aren't vaccinated. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, we're seeing the, what do we call it? The, t- the end of the... We're at the end of the tunnel. We're seeing the light. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully. I feel like the vaccines had some crazy um, side effects. No. There's been a lot more side effects coming up. Well, I mean, obviously, like, the longer, um, you know, like, the studies go, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, the more side effects or adverse effects you will see. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it was like at first they just had like the trials and it was like a couple months and it was like, okay, it's safe. Let's put the vaccine out. But I do think it's beneficial. I think the vaccines are really helping. And I also think that um, like I know today they were saying um, in Riverside County, they lowered the age requirement to 16 and over. So 16 and over, you can get your vaccine. And I think the more people that we see vaccinated, um, or the more people that now have the antibodies, because obviously here in LA County, it was like, we were like the epicenter of the world. So I feel like the cases are going down. We're doing good. And actually my son, um, his school, they announced that beginning like in a couple of weeks, they're going to have full um, days at school. So that'll be helpful. You know what I mean? Probably with this, still with the social distancing coming into play. Yeah, the CDC like they like decreased like the spacing for the for the kids at school, so it went from like six feet to three feet. Mm. Hmm. Well, that's, I mean that that leads back to recess, and that's I'm sure all the kids missed like that interaction for sure. Yeah, because when I told my son about it, he was like, well, wait, am I going to be able to play? Am I going to have recess? Are we going to, you know, so he had like all those questions. So it is tough on the kids, you know, and I I just wanted, you know, I felt like, okay, well, at least they can do 
like as far as like the in-person versus the virtual, they still have to do um, like their homework before they go to school because he's only there for like two and a half hours. But I also felt like it just eases like um, like the strain on the eyes too. like when they're in class, they can look at the teacher and they can be interactive versus like online all day long. You know, it's like super, you know, hard on their eyes. So I definitely can appreciate it. All things that you will have to look forward to soon. Yes. <laughs> Which we will talk about later on in today's uh, show. So starting off with DMX, DMX, DMX. Um, so sad, so unfortunate. Um, he suffered another overdose. This is, this is not the first oh, this one. This is the first one. Okay. But, but is it an overdose? Because I thought they've reported that it was a heart attack. Okay. So it's an overdose. But as a result, he, he had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, because there's been all of the, you know, all, social media has just made things so different um, when it comes to news in general. Because I think people can easily carry something that may not be true. Or maybe, you know, there's there's no um, evidence to it. And so I do remember seeing that they were, everyone was upset, upset. I see a lot of celebrities saying false accusations about him having a drug overdose and this, that, and the other. But then I guess it is now confirmed that he did have a drug overdose. And, you know, he's too old to be doing, to be doing all that. And now he's... I don't really know if it's like old, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of celebrities that or public figures, you know, I mean, that's kind of the only thing I can compare it to that have suffered drug overdoses, you know, and they they get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like Ray Charles or, you know, or have battled addiction. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we've also seen a lot of people that don't survive it. Um but it's just, you know, it's just like, I, I really, so I wanted to talk about him today because I felt it was important to discuss drug addiction versus drug use. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I think for DMX, like I kind of have um, just a lot of respect for him because I appreciate that he's always um, walked in his truth about his addiction. And so like, for those of you who don't know the listeners, like he's, you know, he was like born in, um, I think like the, um, the DMV area, but grew up like in New York and, um, yeah. And like, you know, broken home, um, kind of like very abused by mom and like, uh, um, I guess like she had like, you know, multiple relationships. So he basically like would find comfort at night. He would like walk around and he would like find stray dogs. And like, he found like, like he would like make them like his friend. Which is probably why he makes a noise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that's his sound comes from his love of dogs. Very. Yes, yes. And, did you, and did you see that prayer, that, that famous prayer that he did? And he's like, and he's like saying the prayer, like how he raps. I just thought that was really interesting and funny. Yeah, he just, he just makes me laugh. <laughs> it's like it's like he'll be soft, and then he's like aggressive, and then he's soft, and then he's aggressive, and it's like within thirty seconds. Mm -hmm. 
closer, but he said a prayer that was like really, 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 um, it was a great prayer and it, you know, and it was like a rap prayer, but it was, he, he was going through these different tones of voices that he does in his music. So I thought that was interesting. Well, you know that he was, um, you know, he was like going to, he was like working towards being an, an ordained minister. Did you know that? <laughs> no, which is interesting that a lot of like old school ex rappers have gone that route, even though he's not an ex rapper, but you get what I'm saying? Like ones who have retired from the, that, you know, the grind of being a current rapper, a lot of them go that route, which is interesting. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can appreciate him because he's like, you know, this is my truth. You know, I have this addiction. And so like he was talking about that, like when he was 14. So basically like he was like in and out of group homes and in and out of different um, schools. And so finally, like he met somebody that kind of mentored him. The mentor um, basically introduced him to crack and like he didn't know, like, like he had a blunt and it was like laced with, um, with crack. And so that was like the beginning of his addiction. And he, um, you know, he always like struggled with that because he would say like, why would somebody do that to a child? Why would somebody do that to me? And I think like, to your point, Jasmine, like that's where you see like his passive aggressiveness because even though like he's a street dude, you know what I mean? And he's hard. He's still like, he's just so sensitive about certain things and about his story and his life. And so he's always been really open about his battle with addiction, his struggles, um, his shortcomings, how he wanted to improve his life. Like when he went to prison, um, he was saying that he didn't know why he was there, but he knew that he was there for a reason and that he was supposed to meet someone and like minister and mentor someone and that he would know who that was when he got there, you know? And so like, you know, it's just like, I can appreciate that because I, I was with somebody that like in a relationship with somebody that was like denying, 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 like the addiction, the use you know what I mean? The abuse and, you know, and it's like, obviously, you know, that's the first step if you want to elevate yourself and improve, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think in general, like accepting the flaws of yourself is who makes you who you are. I think being able to be confident in those things and, you know, accept those things is what is going to help you get through those things. And it doesn't mean you have to change, like, to, to be a completely different person that you may look up to or that someone that you, like, think that you should be like. It's more so just elevating yourself. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? yeah. um, it's more so, like, how can I be a better version of me? Not how can I be like this person? Mm-hmm. That that's something that is beautiful about um, about you know accepting those flaws and accepting the addiction because it's like you said you gr some people grow up around it some people are tricked into the addiction mm -hmm. people are just around their parents sadly doing these drugs in front of their face and they think that it's normal so I think that you know being able to not victimize yourself but you know look at the past and find ways to elevate from it and know it is, it is, you know, cause God, God puts us in situations to experience things for a reason. 
And it's all about how you come out of those things. So I do, I do like that he is open about that. And it's like, we're human and celebrities are human. Yes, they have public, they have public, you know, the public eye following them, watching their every move. But I think it's important to remember that these people are still humans. Like nobody's perfect, you know? So even like the Kardashians or people like that who like portray this perfect, this perfect, you know, life that, you know, no one's perfect. Everyone goes through things and don't be blinded by what social media can make you think. Cause I feel like that that's, you know, social media allows people to really be whoever they want to be. And then you, then you look at it and you're like, wait, hold up, you know? And so I feel like I wish that people like DMX, celebrities like DMX are able to be like, look, this is who I am. Like, you know, I'm going through it like y'all going through it. Just we just, just in different ways. Once again, listening to the MD show, uh, Dash Radio, Dash Chalk X, talking about DMX and his ability and his uh, eagerness to want to improve and to rise above his obstacles, his drug abuse, his drug addiction, um, opening up, trying to help others, extending arms. So we are just really keeping prayer for DMX right now. And you you know what though, too? It's like on the other side, you know, like for the listeners, I don't know, like if I've ever discussed this, sometimes like people are like just praying and praying and praying, or they don't want a loss. But at the same time, I kind of feel like if somebody is ready to rest, you know what I mean? If it's too much, then pray for a peaceful passing. You know, like I read this morning that um, his manager released a statement this morning saying that there's no brain activity. Um, Yeah, there's no brain activity and um, something else. And so I just feel like, um, you know, it's like and they're waiting for like all of his kids to get there because, you know, he has 15 kids. Did we talk about that yet? What? He has 15 15- <laughs> With how many baby moms? Probably 14. Okay, got it. So I think he had... Crazy. His 15 kids. You know what I mean? Wow. Being like 27, the youngest being like two. So it's like they're trying to, you know what I mean? I guess get there. But what I don't want to see is like a continued, like, you know what I mean? Like how, you know how, like what happened to Bobby Christina, it was like months and months and months and months. It's like, can we, you know what I mean? It's like, sometimes it's just able, it's just better to let the person rest because at this point it's like, it's just the body that you're seeing. You know what I mean? Like the soul and that, you know, it's like the soul has began the process in my, in my belief. This is my belief, you know? So can I ask, um, just to clarify, um, Miss Mommy, what um, what drug is it? It's crack? Like, so he's, or is it? Like- I don't know. I, I just know that it started with crack cocaine. I don't know, you know what I mean, what, what his, you know what I mean, his daily or what his, you know, addiction centered around usually, you know, in those circumstances, unfortunately, it's just kind of like everything It's like, whatever, you know? So we don't, we don't really know. And we won't, we won't know that until, you know, if his family releases a toxicology report, which they may not do, 
because it's private. You know what I mean? So, so from the first overdose, did they ever release what, what it was? No, I mean, I don't really remember, uh-huh, uh-huh. but, um, yeah, it's like just so sad. You know what I mean? And I guess the good thing is that, you know, is that he was actually like at home, um, with, or, you know what I mean? Like with somebody. So like, because you can imagine like finding somebody, you know what I mean? Like that. And, you know, so I guess it's like a blessing that he was able to just like receive care, but yeah, his lawyer, um, released a statement in the New York times. I'm sorry, his manager, um, yesterday. And she said that, um, that he is, uh, the rapper known as DMX Earl Simmons is on life support on Sunday afternoon. He is in a vegetative state and has no brain activity. Um, this is what his former manager who has been in contact with the family lawyer, um, wrote and submitted, um, to the New York times. And so the manager goes on to say, we're just, we're just praying and um, she added that some of his relatives have been allowed to see um, him in the hospital. So I don't really know what that means. I just kind of think that like it's a day by day thing. Absolutely. And I th I think that like if somebody's ready to go, you know what I mean? Right. Then let them go. It's harder like when you have a loss, it's actually like the loss is really like on your end. You know what I mean? Because. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like to me, like when I die, like I want it, I want people to celebrate me. And so like, you know what I mean? Like I want to have like a big party and just like I was You guys, that 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 came into full full action when she saw coming to America too. And they had and he had his pre-funeral. Well, I mean, I've always felt like that though. It's like, well, you know how like when somebody's oh, yeah. Yeah. okay, like, like for example, like we just lost Cicely Tyson and she's like 99. Okay. You know what I mean? What what else? Like, do you want her to live till 120? You know what I mean? It's like, you've had a full life. You can be celebrated. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I don't want people to be sad. I don't think that she would want people to be sad. It's like, mm -hmm. let's celebrate me. You know, I want you to remember me, you know, and, and, you know, and, and move on. I'm, you know, losses, it's really, really hard. We both know that, but it's like a lot of times if I get sad about, a person that I've lost, I just think about like all the happy times and the fun times and you know what I mean? The joyous occasions. And it just puts a smile on your face, you know? So I feel like yeah. for him. I agree with that. I think too, you know, we really don't know. It's the unknown. It's something that in life we just don't know what really like is on earth really the better place. Cause it's not if you're religious, but like, you know what I'm saying? We really don't know. And I think that if you're a religious person and you're, if you're a Christian, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, there's just so many things that, you know, we can think of and go into in the negative part. But I think the, the word continues to tell us that we have to look at that, that transition as a positive and in some sense, even though we're losing someone physically, it's like, it, like my mom is saying, it's their time. We have to look at the times of positive. We have to reflect on the times of, you know, what mark did they leave? What impressions they leave on the people that are connected to them, whether that's their children, their, their mother, their father, their sisters, their brothers, 
you know, because we it's like such an unknown thing. And I think that as long as we stay positive and continue to just take these moments to take and cherish these moments with the people that we can, you know, make memories with now, you know, and always have that in mind. Because you, you just, you know, you just never know. You just never know. You just never know. You know, I'm a firm believer in that. It was just like, when you leave people, you know, like I'm very used to like, if I'm leaving somewhere, I probably like, I don't like goodbyes. Cause it's like, you're interrupting the flow, the energy. You got to say goodbye to everybody. Like, I'm just more of like a ease, like, like an easer outer. Like I'll just, you know, move on down the road, but I've learned to say, you know, even it, it's still okay to do that because that's just, you know, how I am, but it's still like, yeah. she is the queen of easing out. Her mom is a smooth criminal. She will be there one moment and another moment. You're like, where is she at? She's like, look, I'm home already. So she she's the queen of that for sure. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you don't want to like interrupt the energy of the room. Like I'm leaving. Then it kind of like whatever's, you know, whatever's going on, like that's interrupted. Then everybody's focusing on you. Then you have to give like 35 hugs. I agree. You, I'll call you. I'll call you. Okay, girl. Yes, it was good. Mm-mm. Like just, I'll see you next time. You know what I mean? But I am a proponent of trying to like leave a situation positive in most cases. In most cases, you know, it's like some cases, if people make their choice of, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to. Um, I think, you we know, should create a new- I'm sorry, go ahead. I think we should create a new way on how to say bye in like big groups of crowds like that. Like- I did create a new way. I did create a new way. The way is I'm already in the car down the street. <laughs> I'll holler at you. Send me you some know. tags. Send me some. Or like pictures. maybe there can be like a bell at everyone's door, like and you like ring it and you're like bye, and then you just walk out. You know, like the bell, the bell, because then it like brings everyone to the bell at the same time, so I don't have to go from person to person to person to person, and then everyone can just wave. That's a good idea too, and or you can take the mom route, which is sneak out through the front door and just be in the car. Listen, I'll have, I just, it's just a thing for me. And you know, I don't like being trapped either. I don't like, it's like, let me go. You know what I mean? Just let me just, you know what I mean? And you guys carry on your moment. You know what I mean? And then everything will be fine. And then we'll see each other next time. And if we don't, hopefully we would have left each other. You know what I mean? In a, in a peaceful and pleasant space, you know? Um, And then like you're saying, it's like life you know what I mean? It's like, we don't know what's to come. We don't know if we even have an afterlife. We really don't know that. I mean, but just while you're here, I feel like, you know, treating people with love, kindness, respect, that's the motto, unless you've decided you want it differently, which is okay with me too. You know what I mean? Any way you want to go with it, I can roll. <laughs> Nothing. You that was a, that was a conclusion of that of that statement. Like I think it's just it's either you want to say bye to everybody or you don't. And, and I don't. And I'm and I'm just gonna bring my bell next time. 
Yeah, bring your bill. So yeah, so wrapping up on DMX, um, we wish him and his family keeping, you know, um, a prayerful, prayerful um, predicament, keeping his family um, uplifted and elevated in constant prayer, his children. We love DMX. We respect DMX. He's a legend in the game. Um, so we just really ask for, for everybody to um, impose blessings on his soul at this time. And so moving on to a brighter note. Um, so the mother, the MD standing for, of course, mother and daughter, for those of you that don't know, um, is going through a transition because the daughter of the show is expecting her first child. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Yes, I'm expecting my first child, everybody, and it's a boy, and his name is Cairo. It's a boy, and his name is Cairo. So I thought that it would be kind of fun to, you know what I mean? Because now it's like we went from mother and daughter. Well, we went from we went we went from mother and daughter in a sense of child and adult, and then we transitioned from adult to you know. Um, adult to young adult, young adult to adult. And then now it's going to be, um, a baby, a baby, uh, a baby, and then a young adult and then an adult. So it's like, it's kind of cool. You know what I mean? So I thought it would be fun because you're starting your family to kind of go through like a little baby quiz with you. Yay! I'm excited. I can't wait. And so too, like for all of those, um, out there that, you know what I mean? We want to encourage, you know, not just mother and daughters, but parents and children to have, you know what I mean? These open discussions about, um, you know, about life and about embracing um, new generations and families. And, you know, um, we still don't know if Jasmine has actually, we don't know if she's like, was this like an immaculate conception? We don't know that yet. She hasn't shared that because in my mind, She's still very pure and very small. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, no, God put, uh, blessed me with the baby. I woke up and I was pregnant. That's okay, great. Okay, great. So the first question on the baby, well, wait a minute. So talk about how you're feeling. How's this been for you? What's your experience? Um, my experience has been good. I would say overall good. Um, the beginning was emotionally a lot. The middle everything leveled out. And now that I'm towards the end, I'm 33 weeks. Um, I'm getting more sick. So it's, it's kind of interesting because normal, I mean, not normally, um, but depending on the person and more, more common, you have morning sickness in the beginning. Um, and so now I'm having, and I'm not really having morning sickness, everyone. It's more so like I eat a lot in general. And so, now there's no room. So I've never really, you know, it's interesting to like, I'm, and I'm, and I'm little, you know, I'm, I'm five, four and I have a short torso. So he's taking up all my space. Um, and I'm used to kind of just eating how I want to eat. Um, and I'm an active person still through my pregnancy. I've worked out every week. Um, and so with that, you know, you, you're hungry. And so I've really had to create like a, eat, a eating schedule for myself. And then I think I'm okay. And then I try to eat again late or 
you know, and so I have really bad acid reflux. And that is another reason why um, it is easy to get sick because it, you know, that's, it's just, you know, what, you know, it's a lot happening. And so with acid reflux, they, they say, you know, not to eat three hours before you lay down or, you know, at least eat three hours before you're going to go to sleep. And then if you do get hungry, then you have to like snack. So it's been like a transition for me because I'm just used to, I'm a meal person. Um, some people are snack people. My, I would say my mom's more of a snacker. Um, and I'm more of like, I'm going to have a meal for four every time I eat. Um, so, so that has came to a halt. Um, and I've kind of monitored myself and, and I'm avoiding any acidic foods right now because it's very sensitive. I literally have Tums right here in front of me. They come in my purse. They come everywhere I go. Um, I keep them at different houses. So if I go see my mom or Nana, I have them somewhere. Um, and that's probably been like the hardest part because it's so uncomfortable. And it and it just, you know, it, it's just acid reflux and heartburn is horrible. And I've never experienced it before my pregnancy. So, and I'm a spicy food eater, like all of those things. So I can't do that. Um, but no weird cravings for me. Um my mom, it's a funny story. When my mom was uh, pregnant with my brother, she craved lemons and cinnamon. And she would make me drive to go to the store at like any hour of the day to go get her canisters of cinnamon. And it was like a, a necessity. <laughs> and you guys, I know you guys have seen like the cinnamon challenge where like people like put it on the spoon and try to eat it. She she could have beat all of y'all because there was the, there was no there was no turning back once the cinnamon was broken open. She would like tear the top off. It was so funny. And then we would like go to restaurants and she would ask for lemons and they would give her like two. She would be like, no no no, I want an entree size of lemons and I'm going to eat all of the lemons. So it's cool to see how like some people have lots of cravings. And for me, it's more so I crave my favorite things or like if I think of something, I need to go get it. Yeah, so in regards to my cravings, you know, um, not anything in particular, but just kind of my favorite foods. And yeah, that's kind of my journey a, a little bit. Definitely, I'm still dancing. And at some moments I feel really, really pregnant. Some moments I feel it's, it's a roller coaster. You know, some days I feel like I can go on a run, which I would, I have not done during my pregnancy, but I'm just saying energy wise, some days I feel really great. And some days I'm like, okay, I need to sit down all day. I mean, I tell you, this has been really interesting for me though, as a mom, seeing my little tiny baby, um, carry her baby because well, you know what, to be honest, like at first when you told me about it, I was like, wait a minute. Okay. Cause you know, I got to stay fine in the streets. Let's talk about that. And then I'm like, and then it's like, is it really a grandmother? Like it's not really a grandmother type of thing. So I'm like, okay, we're family. But then I'm like, okay, I have to come up with my own name. Like that was the only thing I was concerned about. Cause I'm like, I, you cannot call me like, cause I'm not, you know, we're not going to do that. Can't go there with it. But you know, I will, you know, uh, love you and your child, you know, as your mother. Right. Okay. So we're going to do that. And, and I have my whole name, you know, that the baby, you know, so then I, then I, as I walked myself through the steps, I was like, okay, okay, we can do. Okay. So, 
You know, it was like, that was really what I was concerned about because I'm like, uh, no, because I can't be, you know what I mean? You guys, she can't even say the word. She can't even say the word. It makes her so uncomfortable. And then she's probably like, wait, how old are you? <laughs> no, no, no. But then I found resolution in this, you know, I found resolve because then my mom was like, well, you know, when you have your children really early, then you can potentially, you know, your children can have children earlier, you know? And I'm like, okay, yes, go with that. Go with that, mom. I like that. So I'm excited. I can't wait. She keeps saying like, you know, you're going to take the baby. I'm like, I'm not going to take the baby. No, you guys, she says she's going to take the baby and I don't say anything. It's I'm taking the baby. And you guys, you, you guys, we, me and my so fiance. go on vacations now and she doesn't understand she has to take the baby. So therefore I'm like, well, then I have to go too. Because. But. You can't be without the baby. I know, obviously. But me and my fiance, we're going to oh. move. Oh. We're, we're going to move to Oregon in January. And my mom literally said, no, you can't. Sorry, that like you can't take the baby from me. So that's that. So now we're not moving. <laughs> but, yeah, we, but why would you want to do that? You know what I mean? It's like we still, you know, I'm still raising my, my son, you know, and a lot of people are like, it's like funny because I'm like, is this like the baby? Like, does everybody want a baby right now or something? Because like four or five people are like, we should have a baby. And I'm like, okay, am I like the baby maker? Like what's happening? Like, I mean, I know my babies are like, you know, they come out they fine and all that. Like nice hair. You didn't want to have hair. They're going to have, you know, my babies, you know what I mean? Pretty, pretty babies. But I'm like, is it now? You know, so I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about, okay. So then it was like, well, you and her should be pregnant together. But I'm like, no, you know what I mean? I'm not going to take away from her shine. You know what I'm saying? And I also want her to go through this because when I was carrying my son, she was just so, you know what I mean? Not understanding. She would make fun of me. I would be like barely able to move. She'd be like, oh my God, you're so dramatic. But now it's like, as I see her going and evolving through, especially like for her, well, for anybody, the top of the ninth month is going to be like the best thing. Cause it's like, that's when it's, that, that's when you're really pregnant. This is all just like the precursor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the top of the ninth is when it's like, oh, you know what I mean? You feel like, you know, your privates are about to explode. So yeah. So I feel like, you know what I mean? This is for me, it's just really interesting. Like seeing my child go through this, um, and so I'm excited. And so oh, also because we dropped down into the orange tier, the hospital has now said that she can have an additional person in the room with her. But I feel like her and her fiance should, you know what I mean, experience the beauty of labor and delivery and life, you know what I mean, together. But, okay, so you're not going to go? <laughs> I mean, you can be you can be in the cafeteria chilling and be like, "What's up?" Okay, bye. Like you, you know, you know. I told her in general she shouldn't come the whole time because I just feel like it, it will be a lot. And I do agree for me for you, yes, for you. <laughs> so I think that, like, you know, just my mom is someone who has to move through move through the rooms. You know, she can't really sit down for too long. 
So it's like, she's going to need to like be, and I, and if you're in for, for Dylan, he can't, he can't leave the room and once he enters. So like, but for her, she can, but when she comes in, she can't leave the building. So I told her, so I told her, okay, you can come, like, I'll let you know when I'm like, you know, eight centimeters dilated, seven centimeters dilated. And then I'll be like, come. Cause then you may only be there for like, you know, six, eight to eight hours. That's what bosses do. They move through. So baby quiz, baby quiz time. So, because you know, you're going to be a mom. Mm -hmm. The first question is Mm -hmm. true or false. Okay. Can a baby see and hear at birth? Dun, 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 dun. It's like, Silence. Well, because I've I've heard different things. I'm gonna say true. Wait, can you? Wait, that wasn't a true. Can a baby can a baby see and hear at birth? A baby cannot. A baby cannot see or hear at birth. True or false? False. Okay. Very good. Okay. Because I'm like, false. Babies can hear and see at birth. Um, I know that the color isn't. I know that they they can't fully see color, like or you know, and all those things. And also, many babies actually remember songs that they've heard while they're in the in the womb. And you should begin talking and singing to your child right away, even before birth, because they can definitely hear and they can see. Um, true or false, before your child speaks, the only way he communicates is by crying. Yep. Oh, sorry, sorry, you said true or false? True. The answer is false. Babies express themselves in many ways, from laughing and smiling to showing enjoyment, crying and wiggling to show discomfort, Paying attention to what your baby is trying to communicate helps you be sensitive to his needs and respond appropriately. Uh oh, you're gonna have to take a baby class. <laughs> okay, next, you should talk to your child even before they can speak. True. Yes, babies enjoy making new sounds such as squeals and laughs. They respond to your voice with more sounds and copy the sounds they hear. They learn. They learn how to communicate with you even before they can say words. When your child drops things, just does your child drop things just to annoy you? True or false? (laughs) False? Um, Yes, children are like little scientists from the very first months. They want to find out if they can affect people and things around them. Stacking things up, dropping them, or bringing them together all help children learn about the world around them. Yeah, but they're not trying to do it to annoy me. No. Yeah. Well, sometimes, like when you were a baby, like you would like, when you were done, like with your food, you would like throw it over like the high chair. So like I would, I mean. Or it's a communication thing, like I'm done. But that that's very um, indicative of your personality today. Like when you're done, you're just like off with their heads. You know what I mean? You'll be done with the, your dish. You know, you're like, pick it away. <laughs> off with their heads, I guess. I don't know. Off with their heads. I don't know what that means. 
Um, true or false? Babies learn better by trying things out and copying other than being told what to do. True. True. Children learn by playing and trying things out and by observing and copying what others do. Oh. Mm-hmm. For example, if you want your child to try a different food, you will demonstrate by eating the food yourself. Right? That's a really good thing. Yeah. yeah. Like lead by example. Yeah. Like, if you want the baby to eat the bananas, you have to eat the bananas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you show them and then you can. Are you going to, like, do, like, all the pureed foods? Or, like, what are you planning on doing? Using my Ninja Blender, which is the best blender ever. <laughs> Everyone go get a Ninja Blender. It's great. And I have the professional one on accident. So it's, like, timed. It, I don't mean It does so many things. But, yes, I'm going to blend all my baby food. I'm not going to buy the cans. Yeah. So then you'll put like, so you, you could do like peas. I'm going to do peas. I'm going to do carrots. And then I also thought about like putting um, even like fruit. I can make him little smoothies. Fruit. You could use sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even do, you know, nothing like no tomatoes or anything. Cause that's like too gassy. Anything aesthetic, I understand. Because he, if he, if he's making me feel this way, he probably can't eat anything that it makes. So no tomatoes, no broccoli. Like it's like all the stuff you would see at the store. So like you can do asparagus. You know, it's so funny. Like how when they like try something new and they're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I know. I can't wait. Having it. <laughs> all right. True or false? The brain develops most rapidly when your child first enters school. Hmm. False. Yes, false is correct. The brain develops most rapidly before birth and during the first two years of life. During this, that's what we call the developmental stages. Okay. During this time, up to 75% of each meal goes to building your baby's brain and 15 minutes of play can spark thousands of brain connections. Oh, I can't wait to wait, take him to the garden and he can like pet chickens and stuff. Mm-hmm. So remember, with every hug and kiss, with every nutritious meal and game you play with them, you're helping to build your baby's brain. (laughs) It's so good. Like, is there anything that you feel like, um, you know, it's funny because probably like there's probably like so much unknown. And then like after the baby comes, then you'll probably. Like, oh, I wish I would have known this, or I wish I would have experienced this, or maybe you know what I mean? When you have your next child, then mm-hmm. you will know, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's so many things that we're you know, you're gonna learn from the first with the first one. You do. So, are you like fearful of this? Is the big question, listeners, is she fearful of labor and delivery? No. <laughs> I know it's going to hurt. Um, and yes, I think, it is. yes, it is. And I think that that's just like what comes with it. It's kind of like a tattoo. Not, <laughs> not the pain, but like, you know, if you're going to get a tattoo, it's going to hurt. Yeah. You know, except you, except after the tattoo, you just keep moving through life and you don't have to, uh, you don't have to feed the tattoo. You don't have right. to bathe. Yes. Yeah, so I'm talking about like the mental pr- preparation for the pain. It's like, you know, some things in life if you, that you have to do. The only way the baby's going to come out is if I push him out, you know? So it's, I, I've been trying to mentally just prepare for it like that. 
<laughs> not, you know, there's no way out of it. There's no like, oh, well, it may feel good if I, or it may feel better if I, you know, it's like, no, it's going to hurt. So just mentally prepare yourself that it's going to hurt. So I think that a lot of people feel like, oh, well, if I work out the whole time, it's not going to hurt. No, it's still going to hurt. Your labor might be quicker or your labor may be different than someone who sits down all day, 24 seven throughout their pregnancy, but it's still going to hurt. So I think that like, just meant like, even for all the, you know, soon to be moms out there, there's no way (laughs) going around the pain. It's going to hurt. You have to experience uh, contractions, transactions. You have to experience contractions. They're going to happen. So do what you can in the meantime to prepare for that. And, you know, I have a class today on breastfeeding. Um, and, and I feel like that's another thing for soon-to-be moms that they kind of lack um, in teaching you. And, and something that after pregnancy is very uh, serious. And it's a hard thing to get into the motion of. Um, a lot of times people are just like, oh, it's just breastfeeding. You just bring the baby and they eat it. It's like a whole thing. Um, one of my friends told me it took her like two and a half weeks to get her latch down and all of that. So just know, do your research on breastfeeding before. And then another thing that I've learned is I'm going to take a CPR class um, for my baby just in case because um, I think it's important. Mm-hmm. You just never know. And with boys, they're very like – they're a little bit more curious as – babies and girls I think they just get into things they jump over things they grab things they throw things more um girls I feel like you can kind of like put them I don't know I just know I've seen boys and they're just a lot and they get into things they use everything as a toy or a tool you know and so I think that doing CPR would be important and then just being cautious but um I'm really excited yeah. As you know, I didn't really think about like the actual like labor and delivery until like I got to the hospital. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's not something that you really ever you don't want to like dwell on it and you don't want to think about it. And I do think there, you know, it's like they do say like there's some exercises that help like like the pelvis and like that mm-hmm. type of thing. But, like really in my mind, I just feel like nothing ever prepares you. And then it's like I said, then you like you meet these women and they're like, oh yeah, my labor was like two hours. And then I was at the club. It's like, who, like, why is this, why can't this happen to me? Why can't I have like these really simple deliveries? You know what I mean? And mine are like, mine have been like hours and like days and days, you know? So it's like, it's something that I definitely never thought about beforehand, but then it's like, after when the baby comes, it's like all worth it. And everything is, you know what I mean? It's like, obviously you're in bliss, your baby's there, you know? So the next question for you is, do you start true or false? Um, uh, do you put shoes on the baby right away once the baby's born? Like, does that help in the walking, true or false? Oh, is it helping the walking? Is that what it yeah. says? True, true or false. My baby should start wearing shoes as soon as he begins to bear weight on his feet. Bear weight on his feet? Meaning like once he starts walking, like you know, should you put shoes on him once he starts attempting to walk, bearing weight? Yes, true. Um, this is false. See, this is how I felt too. Like I never put like socks. No, I did put socks on my son, but I never put shoes on. Cause I'm like, what's the point of like, these shoes are just like but hindering. 
But he always we, we didn't see a newborn. We said once he starts to walk. So that's why I said yes. But I do understand that maybe they would think that they would want the baby to get used to what it feels like to put weight on their actual feet and understanding that before you put on shoes. I just felt like it was just like a hindrance. It's like, what, it, you know how, like, 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 um, you know, you see these babies and they're like, like the shoe comes off every three seconds. They're like two months old and they have a shoe on or they're like, yeah, just learning to walk. And, and then it's like, they have like clunking around. So the answer is false. Shoes for infants before they are walking are purely decorative. They should be flexible and not tight. Most babies begin to put weight on their feet and bounce in a standing position from five to six months of age. Some babies bear weight earlier. Like my son was walking when he was eight months old completely. Mm-hmm. But once your child is walking, it is okay to put shoes on his feet. But shoes are mainly for protecting the feet when outdoors. Indoor babies should practice walking skills barefoot or by wearing soft socks or flexible slippers with non-slip treads. Babies need to use their toes to grip and balance. When you are ready to put shoes on your child, be sure they fit properly and that they are flexible. Okay. Really cool, right? Mm-hmm. I have some super, super good questions. Okay. True or false? My child is developmentally delayed if he is not walking independently by 12 months. False. Uh, false. All parents hear that babies walk around their first birthdays. And while that may be an average age, the babies walk, keep in mind that the range, there is a range of average which spans from nine to 18 months. So I feel like my son was super early. He's eight months. If your baby, and that's when, like the real fun starts, like before they start walking, it's like, you know, you can like just push them in the crib. They can be quiet. You could take them. When they start walking, it's like you are busy because you got to make sure they don't fall down the stairs. They don't go into this room. They don't do this. They don't bump their head. They don't. Yeah. It's, it's like you should build like a room of, of just like indoor inflatable. Oh. Like, right. Like memory foam. Like, <laughs> like clear the room out. Right. Like go. You know what I mean? But then you have to wear, they fall and they hit their head on the ground. Oh, the poor little babies. Uh-huh. It's okay. He'll be with me. So everything will be fine. Okay. Um, My child should be true or false. My child should be showing, this is the last question. Uh, my child should be showing a preference for being right or left-handed in infancy. That's interesting. True. Actually, don't, I really, I think, yeah, because, um, Let's see what the answer is. Oh, false. Oh. Many, I would think it was true because they was like. Rylan was more left-handed when he was a baby, remember? That's true. And now he's right-handed. Many parents are eager for their baby to, to develop handedness, meaning they want them to either be left or right. However, true handedness should be developed should not be developed too early in life. In fact, most children don't show clear signs until they are closer to preschool age when they are doing a lot more pre-writing skills. If your child is under two, if your child is under two and showing a strong preference for his left or right hand or left or right side of the body, then you can call your doctor to help with um, questions or answers about your child's development. This is so cool. I love that. So is there anything that you feel like any area, like you feel like, Ooh, I don't really know yet. Like, like, do you have, do you know, like how you're going to do your bottles, the pacifiers, things like that? Okay. So after you, you make this class, 
what do you mean how I'm going to do my bottles? Like my storage? Well, I guess you're going to be breastfeeding, right? So then you, but then like, so you also want, they're going to, they're going to tell you that they want, you want, they want dad to participate too. So like when, you know, you have to sleep. So like in, in the middle of the night, so dad can help, then you'll pump into the bottle so that he can feed the baby too. Yeah. Just- so, I mean, I'm prepared for that. Like, so I have like my, um, um, my own bottle cleaner for just the bottles. You never want to cross contaminate with like the, what you use with, you know, our, like our dishes, the adult dishes. So we have our own brush for the bottles. And then we also have a, um, a bottle dryer. So uh, it's, it's like, it's really cool. They make these really cool ones now, but it looks like grass, like fake grass. And then like, there's like little like sprouts coming out of the grass that like you hang the nipple on or like, the you know the bottle on just to make it look so we have that for the kitchen counter and then we also have a bottle warmer and then you're gonna have to like clean the bottles and then boil the bottles and Mm -hmm. then all that and then we have like the bottle packages the storage packages so you know we're, we're prepared for you know me to pump and we're prepared for him to have you know the the storage bags in the um in the freezer and i'll make sure i i'll write like which day i pumped Cause I know that there's probably a certain amount of days that once you pump it, you just don't use it anymore. But also I heard that breast milk lasts longer than regular milk. Well, I would like just freeze it. No, I, I know. But like, I think that pretty much, I think I remember what you used to do is you would date everything so that he would just grab the latest one. So you're always working, you know, like back to, to, to newest. So we have a bunch of, um, have those baggies and everything. Yes, yes. But don't forget, because um, my aunt was over visiting. She's fully vaccinated as well. And she said that um, if you have a little pink eye or any infection to put breast milk on it, not, sh- not sure how true that is. <laughs> you guys, she's hilarious. Maybe like for Christmas, you can like send out like a batch of breast milk to everybody, you know, Merry Christmas. Here's my breast milk, you know, you guys, I don't understand people. <sighs> she literally said that she said, <laughs> she said, yeah. um, no, it's, it's cure for everything. <laughs> okay. Is that like, it's like the same as like, we would say like what they put like Windex on everything. My big fat Greek way. I love that movie. I'm going to watch it tonight. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Our next uh, show segment is going to be on favorite movies of all time. Ooh, I'm excited. So favorite movie segment. So thank you for listening, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Don't forget to grab your cocktails and your tacos for next week. I am Bianca Banks. Do not forget to follow me on Instagram. Send me a DM if you like. Follow the M&D show. And and, fo- and I'm Jasmine Shannon. Follow us at It's Bianca Banks and at Jay Shannon. And we can't wait to talk to you next week. Enjoy your week. Be healthy. Wear your mask. Stay safe. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. What these bitches want from a nigga? What these bitches want from a nigga? What these bitches want from a nigga? Break them off, son. 
dog, I meet bitches, discreet bitches, street bitches, slash, cocoa puff, sweet bitches, make you wanna eat bitches, but not me. Y'all niggas eat off the plate all you want, but not D. Uh, I fucks with these hoes from a distance. The instant they start to catch feelings, I start to steal in they shit. Then I'm out just like a thief in the night. I sink my teeth in the bite. You thinking life, I'm thinking more like, what's up tonight? Come on, ma, you know I got a wife. And even though that pussy tight, I'm not gonna jeopardize my life. So what is it you want from a nigga? I gave you, you gave me. Bitch, I blazed you, you blazed me. Nothing more, nothing, nothing less. less But you at my door Willing to confess That it's the best you ever test right. Better than all the rest I'm like, alright girlfriend Hold up I gave you what you gave me, boo Enough What you want from a nigga? What you want? What these bitches want from a nigga? Linda, Felicia, Dawn, LaShawn, Inez, and Alicia, Teresa, Monica, Sharon, Nikki, Lisa, Veronica, Karen, Vicky, Cookies. Oh, I met her in an ice cream parlor. Tanya, Diane, Lori, and Carla, Marina, Selena, Katrina, Sabrina, about three Kim, Latoya, Tina, Shelly, Bridget, Kathy, Rashida, Kelly, Nicole, Angel, Juanita, Stacy, Tracy, Rhonda and Rhonda, Donna, Yolanda, Tawana and Wanda. We're all treated fairly, but yet still. But this is all some other shit now that I'm fucking with you here. But I'ma keep it real. What the fuck you want from a nigga? What the fuck you want from a nigga? When a nigga didn't have, yeah. and a nigga told a joke, and the bitches didn't laugh. Yeah. See, now I do the math. I see if you got this, uh-huh. and this and this, to some cats, that nigga's the shit. Uh-huh. And that's all they fucking with. But see, these bitches don't know. Uh-huh. If these bitches ain't for real, uh-huh. these bitches don't go. Knock uh-huh. on the door, no show. I'm asleep, trying to creep with your best friend. Put it in, Come.